From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higbee. A time when you drank so much that you couldn't remember what happened or part of what happened the night before. As long as we can, uh, no, to take a break. remember what happened. And I'm going to get you caught up on Kavanaugh's opening statements. But right now, he is going head to head with Democratic and, senators, where the Republican senators so Lindsey Graham found a backbone a and backed him and fought hard. And I am on fire right now. I'm so ecstatic about Lindsey Graham's testimony in this. We're going to play it when they take a break. Have you? But listen live. Could you answer the question, Judge? I just so you—that's not happened. Is that your answer? Yeah, and I'm curious if you have. I have no drinking problem, Judge. Yeah, nor do I. Okay, thank you. Senator Hatch, since this FBI thing keeps coming up all the time, let's get back to basics. First of all, anybody, including any senator that's brought up this issue, could ask for an FBI investigation. Uh, what the FBI does is gather information for the White House, then the files sent to the committee for us to make our own evaluations. We're capable of making our own determination about the accuracy of any of those allegations. The FBI has put out a statement over, uh, now I suppose it's a month ago, clearly stating this matter is closed as far as, as uh, the, the letter being sent to them, and there is no federal crime to investigate. Uh, if uh, Senator, uh, Senate Democrats hope for the FBI to draw any conclusions on this matter, I'm going to remind you what Joe Biden said. Now, I said this in my statement, but maybe, uh, maybe people aren't listening when I say it. Maybe they won't even hear this. Joe Biden, quote, the next person who refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. The FBI explicitly does not, does not in this or any other case reach a conclusion, period. They say, he said, she said, they said, period. So when people wave an FBI report before you or even bring it up now as something prospectively, I'm not, uh, that wasn't in his quote, understand they do not they do not. They do not reach conclusions. They do not make recommendations. Senator Hatch. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. Let me do this. May I say for the record that actually we have asked, you said that nobody's asked the FBI or we could ask the FBI. I actually have, I think others have, and I think that the issue is that part of what an FBI report does is to investigate and seek either corroborating or exculpatory evidence. It's not so much the conclusion that it draws as the breadth of the evidence that is sought out through the investigation and the difference between what somebody might say to an FBI agent when they're being examined and, for instance, Mr. Judge's letter signed by his lawyer sent in it's a, it's just a different thing and i believe still that this is a the first thing, really? background investigation in the history of background investigations that hasn't been reopened when new credible derogatory information was raised about the uh subject about the nominee so i you know i just the didn't point. want to let the point you made stand without well, well, referencing the, what we had tried to do uh, 
pardon me, but I'll just add to the point you made. The letter was sent to the FBI. The FBI sent it to the White House with a letter saying the case is closed. We're taking a break now, for Senator. Uh, we're taking a break now. Folks, we're going to take a quick break here um, from the hearings, but I'm going to go into what just happened. And I think what, what, what we're seeing here now is finally, finally, we have a Republican body that has grown a pair. They're fighting back against us. They're so sick and tired of being pushed around. And look, Ford get up there and got her best coach testimony. She can't remember who, what, when, where, why, and, and all the people that were there refuted everything. They refuted her own claims, the people that she referred that said would back her up, the people that she said were there, did not back her up. This is about the fabric of our judicial system, innocent until proven guilty, but also the sway and integrity of our Congress. This is about the Supreme Court for the next 30 or 40 years, and the Democrats know that, and they are fighting tooth and nail, and they're willing to do anything, anything they can to keep Kavanaugh from getting it. It's not about Kavanaugh. It's about Trump. It's about Republicans. It's about us as conservatives having a say on the judicial branch, which is not supposed to be political. It's not supposed to be political at all. And that's, that's what I don't understand is this is supposed to be an independent per the Kavanaugh is highly qualified. Before we get back, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about this on Fox right now, but I want to play Lindsey Graham's recent statement, which blew me away to the point where I had chills. Listen to this. At 9.23, on the night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said, 23 minutes after your nomination, I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this alleg allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham, that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process. You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? 
the advice and consent role is like a job. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Which Would you has, say you've been through hell? I, I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This, this, this is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. The one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of, Ashley, you should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well. And I intend to vote for you. This is what we as Republicans have been waiting for. That Lindsey Graham moment is the game changer for that entire panel. It's the game changer for that entire panel. There are... Republicans are afraid if they vote for Kavanaugh, they'll be deemed as a, someone supporting sexual assault. Folks, I'm fired up about this. I'm a victim of this. When I was 11 years old, I went through sexual assault. And when someone goes out there and falsely accuses someone for political purposes, God, that makes me angry. That makes me furious. Because it takes away from legitimate assault. Legitimate things that have happened to people. And when, when Democrats have used this as a charade, Feinstein doesn't give a damn about Ford. She had this for two months. If she really wanted to get to the bottom of it, guess what she would have done? She would have called for an investigation two months ago when she had the letter. And when Ford asked her to keep it confidential, she didn't even do that. She went above and beyond to make sure that this was a political stunt. Exactly what Lindsey Graham said. You know, we're t we're, we're, I'm, I'm getting ahead of this here, but... You listen to the difference of the two testimonies. I'm going to play a little bit of Ford's testimony. And you tell me who's more credible. You tell me who is more emotionally invested in this and less coached. This morning, we continue our hearing on the nomination of Judge Vile Threats. What they have endured Folks, I gotta ought to be considered by this all of us. But unacceptable. This is something that is is got to be known nationwide. Nationwide. 
in our democracy. Because so I, want to pop I, I, I am so tired of Democrats using uh, sexual assault, rape, uh, you know, racism or bigotry as their, their talking point. The their talking point to undermine the Trump administration. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. And I'm sick and tired of it. So I'm trying to find you the part where she starts her, her testimony. But this is something that is, you know, I am, I am blown away. So here's Ford. Mr. Kavanaugh as my attacker outside of therapy. This changed in early July 2018. I saw press reports stating that Brett Kavanaugh was on the short list of a list of very well-qualified Supreme Court nominees. I thought it was my civic duty to relay the information I had about Mr. Kavanaugh's conduct so that those considering his nomination would know about this assault. On July 6th, I had a sense of urgency to relay the information to the Senate and the President as soon as possible before a nominee was selected. I did not know how specifically to do this. I called my congressional representative and let her receptionist know that someone on the President's shortlist had attacked me. I also sent a message to the encrypted Washington Post confidential tip line. I did not use my name, but I provided the names of Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge. I stated that Mr. Kavanaugh had assaulted me in the 1980s in Maryland. This was an extremely hard thing for me to do, but I felt that I couldn't not do it. Over the next two days, I told a couple of close friends on the beach in Aptos, California, that Mr. Kavanaugh had sexually assaulted me. I was very conflicted as to whether to speak out. On July 9th, I received a return phone call from the office of Congresswoman Anna Eshoo to call the Senate to make its decision without knowing the full truth of his past behaviors. I agonized daily with this decision throughout August and September 2018. Except you didn't. The sense of duty that originally motiva motivated me to reach out confidentially to the Washington Post and to Anna Eshoo's office when there was still a list of extremely qualified candidates and to Senator Feinstein was always there. But my fears of the consequences of speaking out started to exponentially increase. During August 2018, the you know, I just want to point out that the consequences she was fearing were the fact that she would found, be found less credible. This is a woman who's been coached. She's, uh, you know, I was on Newsmax today talking about it. She's been coached to appear as a weak victim who was shaken by this. This woman is a hack. She is a political hack. She spoke out against Gorsuch. And now she's speaking out against Kavanaugh. She's the one. And you have to wonder, did Democrats line up an accuser for every single person on that short list for Trump? Because I wouldn't put it past them. I, you know, I, I can't listen to her anymore. I want to play Kavanaugh's opening statement because he nailed it. You know, we got some time before they come back. If they come back, I'm going to go live to this. Do you affirm that the testimony you're about to give before the committee will be the truth? 
the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. Yeah. This and is swearing like him we, in at the uh, very beginning. Like we offered to uh, Senator, or to Dr. Ford, uh, you can take whatever time you want now for your opening statement. Then we'll go to questions. So proceed. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Feinstein, members of the committee, thank you for allowing me to make my statement. I wrote it myself yesterday afternoon and evening. No one has seen a draft or it except for one of my former law clerks. This is my statement. Less than two weeks ago, Dr. Ford publicly accused me of committing wrongdoing at an event more than 36 years ago when we were both in high school. I denied the allegation immediately, categorically, and unequivocally. All four people allegedly at the event, including Dr. Ford's longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, have said they recall no such event. Her longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, said under penalty of felony that she does not know me and does not believe she ever saw me at a party ever. Here is the quote from Ms. Kaiser's That's attorney's one letter. Proven wrong. Quote, simply put, Ms. Kaiser does not know Mr. Cavanaugh, and she has no recollection of ever being at a party or gathering where he was present with or without Dr. Ford. End quote. Think about that fact. The day after the allegation appeared, I told this committee that I wanted a hearing as soon as possible to clear my name. I demanded a hearing for the very next day. Unfortunately, it took the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. In those 10 long days, as was predictable, and as I predicted, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed <coughs> by vicious and false additional accusations. The 10-day delay has been harmful to me and my family, to the Supreme Court, and to the country. When this allegation first arose, I welcomed any kind of investigation, Senate, FBI or otherwise. The committee now has conducted a thorough investigation and I've cooperated fully. I know that any kind of investigation, Senate, FBI, Montgomery County Police, whatever, will clear me. Listen to the people I know. Listen to the people who have known me my whole life. Listen to the people I've grown up with and worked with, and played with, and coached with, and dated, and taught, and gone to games with, and had beers with. And li listen to the witnesses who allegedly were at this event 36 years ago. Listen to Ms. Kaiser. She does not know me. I was not at the party described by Dr. Ford. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. The Constitution gives the Senate an important role in the confirmation process, but you have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July, there's been a frenzy on the left 
to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. Shortly after I was nominated, the Democratic Senate leader said he would, quote, oppose me with everything he's got. A Democratic senator on this committee publicly, publicly referred to me as evil. By the, by the way, that Democratic senator came out 18 minutes after Trump announced him. Chuck Schumer. 18 minutes. Never interviewed him. Didn't talk to him. Nothing. And it previously had been confirmed by him. But anyway, listen. Evil. Think about that word. And said that those who supported me were, quote, complicit in evil. You know, the last regime that was referred to as evil was the Nazi Empire. You're comparing Judge Kavanaugh, a guy who has a history of upholding the law and justice and working with any party that comes to him, of being evil. Think about that for a second. Think about what that's doing to his daughters who sit there and are listening to half the country tearing his father, tearing their father apart. And you want to talk about civility. You want to talk about morality. The Democrats from the peak of the mountain of morality always. Who the hell do you think you are? This, 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 this circus is exactly what I fought for overseas to keep from coming here. This is a circus. This is a sham. This is the Democratic Party trying to hold on to power because their policies suck. Their policies are so terrible and they hurt people so much that they have to sell it through lies to get power. And they have to attack people. They don't build on their own merits. They don't talk about how great their programs are. They talk about how bad everybody else's are. And I'm sick and tired, so sick and tired, of listening to them tear everything down with no solutions, no idea of how to move forward. I'm going to keep listening to this before we come back to the thing, the uh, hearing. Another Democratic senator on this committee said, This is still said, Kavanaugh's opening quote, statement. Judge Kavanaugh is your worst nightmare. A former head of the Democratic National Committee said, quote, Judge Kavanaugh will threaten the lives of millions of Americans for decades to come. I understand the passions of the moment. But I would say to those senators, your words have meaning. Millions of Americans listened carefully to you. Given comments like those, is it any surprise? Folks, we're, we're going to come back to the Kavanaugh, which is uh, coming in live She's right now. Right behind him. She's been pretty stoic mm -hmm. throughout. Uh, you talked to her, uh, and she seems uh, obviously affected by all of this. Well, he said she's his rock, and I think that's true. Just looking at her and having sat across from them uh, during our interview, she is a very steady person, um, and this has clearly taken a big toll on her, but she has been unwavering in her. I, I mean, I asked her, did you ever have a moment where you thought? Right, it looks like it may be a minute, so we're going to keep playing Kevin's opening statement until he starts talking again. people have been willing to do anything to make any physical threat against my family to send any violent email to my wife, to make any kind of allegation against me and against my friends, to blow me up and take me down. You sowed the wind. All right, they're coming back to Kevin now. So, here we go. Let's listen in. I started my last colloquy by saying to Senator Klobuchar how much I respect her and respected what she did at the last hearing, and she asked me a question at the end that I responded by asking her a question, and I didn't, sorry I did that, this is 
tough process. I'm sorry about that. I appreciate that. I, I would like to add when you have a parent that's alcoholic, uh, you're pretty careful about drinking. And, um, and the second thing is I was truly just trying to get to the bottom of the facts and the evidence. And I, again, believe we do that by opening up the FBI investigation. And I would call it a background check instead of investigation. Thank you. Appreciate that. Senator Ash. Yeah, he's had six backgrounds. Well, thank you, Judge idiot. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. Uh, my friend from, uh, uh, I'd just like to say a few words. My friend from Arizona emphasized yesterday that we have before us today two human beings, Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh. They deserve, each of you deserves to be treated fairly and respectfully. We tried to do that with Dr. Ford earlier, and I think we succeeded. It's important that we treat Judge Kavanaugh fairly now, and it remains to be seen how that's going to work out. Judge Kavanaugh has been a federal judge for 12 years, and he's been a great federal judge on the second highest court in the nation. He's earned a reputation for fairness and decency. His clerks love him. His students, he teaches in law school as well, his students love him. His colleagues love him. This man is not a monster, nor is he what has been represented here in these hearings. We're talking today about Judge Kavanaugh's conduct in high school, and even then, and as a freshman in college, I guess, as well. Serious allegations have been raised. If Judge Kavanaugh committed sexual assault, he should not serve on the Supreme Court. I think we'd all agree with that. But the circus atmosphere that has been created since my Democratic colleagues first leaked Dr. Ford's allegations to the media two weeks ago, after sitting on them for six weeks, I might add, has brought us the worst in our politics. It certainly has I brought us no motion. closer to the truth. Anonymous letters with no name and no return address are now being treated as national news. Porn star lawyers with facially implausible claims are driving the news cycle. I hate to say this, but this is worse than Robert Bork, and I didn't think it could get any worse than that. This is worse than Clarence Thomas. I didn't think it could get any worse than that. This is a national disgrace, the way you're being treated. And in the middle of it all, we have Judge Kavanaugh, a man who until two weeks ago was a uh, pillar of the legal community there's been no whisper of misconduct by him in the time he's been a judge. What we have are uncorroborated, unsubstantiated claims from his teenage years. Claims that every alleged eyewitness has either denied or failed to corroborate. I do not mean to minimize the seriousness of the claims. Yeah, they've been serious claims, but the search for truth has to involve more than bare assertions. Like Dr. Ford, Judge Kavanaugh deserves fair treatment. He was an immature high schooler. So were we all. That he wrote or said stupid things sometimes does not make him a sexual predator. I understand the desire of my colleagues to tear down this man at any cost. I do understand it. But let's at least be fair and look at the facts or the absence thereof. Guilt by association is wrong. Immaturity does not equal criminality. That Judge Kavanaugh drank in high school or college does not make him guilty of every terrible thing that he's recently been accused of. A lifetime of respect and equal treatment ought to mean something when assessing 
allegations that are flatly inconsistent with the course of a person's entire adult life. Folks, we're going to blow through all Without of our breaks comments, on this, Jack, uh, this like show right now. I'd like to ask you a few questions, if I can, about how, and if you can be short in your answers, it'd help me get through a bunch of them, about how this process has unfolded. When did you first learn of Dr. Ford's allegations against you? Uh, it was a week ago Sunday, one Washington Post story. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> did the ranking member raise these allegations in your one-on-one -on -one meeting with her last month? She did not. Did the ranking member raise them at your public hearing earlier this month? No. Did the ranking member raise them at the closed session that followed the public hearing? She was not there. Did the ranking member or any of her colleagues raise them in the 1,300 written questions that were submitted to you following the hearing? No. When was the first time that the ranking member or her staff asked you about these allegations? Uh, today. When did you first hear of Ms. Ramirez's allegations against you? Uh, in the last, in the period since then, in the New Yorker story. Did the ranking member or any of her colleagues or any of their staffs ask you about Ms. Ramirez's allegations before they were leaked to the press? No. When was the first time that the ranking member or any of her colleagues or any of their staff asked you about Ms. Ramirez's allegations? Today. I think it's a disgrace. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Judge Kavanaugh, um, today's hearing no, this should be is good. about Dr. Ford's uh, serious allegations about sexual assault. You're a clown. Uh, you have unequivocally uh, denied those claims. Um, but we're here today to assess um, her credibility and yours. Uh, and in our uh, previous vigorous exchanges and the uh, previous confirmation hearing rounds, uh, I, I found that your answers um, at times vigorously defended, but at other times struck me as evasive or not credible on key issues. And it's against that backdrop that I'm seeking to assess your credibility today. Um, you said in your opening that rule of law means taking allegations seriously, um, and I agree with that. It brings me no joy to question you on these topics today, but I do think they're serious, and I think they are worthy of our attention. You're towing a party um, line. So let me, if I can, uh, return to a line of questioning uh, my colleague was on before, um, which was about whether you've ever gotten aggressive while drinking or forgotten an evening um, after drinking. Those are two different questions. Uh, I've already answered the second one as the first. Uh, I think the answer to that is basically no. I don't know really what you mean by that. Like, what, what are you talking about? Well, uh, the, the I reason I, I, mean, I... I don't mean it that way, but uh, no is the basic answer unless you're talking about something where that I'm not aware of that you're going to ask about. The, the reason I'm asking, um, we've had a very brief period of time to weigh outside evidence, and uh, I'll join my colleagues in saying... Uh, I wish we had more evidence in front of us today to weigh. Maybe if you, um, do you six remember weeks Liz ago, Swisher, opened up the investigation of yours from and brought this out, there would be more evidence. Maybe uh, more evidence to support the fact that Kavanaugh didn't do any evidence. of this. Uh, you know, all four witnesses Well, let, said, let me focus. I'm trying to get this question. I know, but you, I made a, you made a point. I just want to emphasize all four witnesses who are allegedly at the event have said it didn't happen, including 
Dr. Ford's longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, right. who said if she Mark never... Judge, If Mark Judge were in front of us today to question, we'd be able to assess his credibility. But Let me just get through this sworn. through, if I can, Your Honor. He, uh, Liz Swisher is a college classmate. She's now a medical doctor. Um, and I'm quoting uh, from a recent interview she gave. Um, she said um, Brett Kavanaugh um, drank more than a lot of people. He'd end up slurring his words, stumbling. It's not credible for him to say he's had no memory lapses in the nights he drank to excess. I know because I drank with him. Um, also refuted by a number that? of people. She then goes her. on, if you if you kept reading, and says she actually can't point to any specific instance like that. Yeah, shocker. Um, the quote that jumped out at me was, Brett was a sloppy drunk, and I know because I drank with him. Um, so why would you believe I her? I, don't, I, I do not think that's a fair characterization. Um, and Chris Dudley's quoted in that article, and I would refer you to what Chris Dudley said. I spent more time with Chris Dudley in college than just about anyone, and I'd refer you to what he said. In other reporting, as I'm sure you know, a college classmate described you as relatively shy, but said that when you drank, you could be aggressive or even belligerent, and your roommate, as I think you discussed with Senator Klobuchar, said yeah. you were frequently drunk. Yeah, and, that, and that roommate, that was freshman year roommate. Yes. And there was contention between him and the third person. There were three of us in a small room. And you should look at what I said in the redacted portion of the tr of the transcript about him. And you should assess his credibility so with that in mind. These Democrats take one person's Put word. yourself in our shoes for a moment, if you would, Judge. And I know that's asking a lot of you in this setting. Um, but suppose you'd gone through a process um, to select someone for an incredibly important job in a position. You had a lot of qualified candidates. And as you're finishing the hiring process, you learn of a credible allegation that, if true, would be disqualifying. Um, wouldn't you either take a step back and conduct a thorough investigation? Oh, shut up with um, the FBI or move to investigation. A different candidate? You're literally doing more investigation right now than the FBI would do. Pause to the allow FBI the FBI said, to investigate closed. all these allegations We're not do this. and allow you an opportunity a week from now to have the folks present in front of us for us to assess their credibility and for us to either clear your name or resolve these allegations by moving to a different nominee. All four witnesses who are alleged to be at the event said it didn't happen, including Dr. Ford's longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, Boom. who said that she didn't know me and that she does not recall ever being at a party with me with or without Dr. Ford. What I've struggled with, Judge Kavanaugh, is the absence of a fair federal law enforcement driven oh. nonpartisan process These to question the various people, people are such who I think hacks. are critical to this. My concern, should you move forward? is what it will do um, to the credibility of the court uh, and how that may well hang over um, your service. I understand Look, your concern Senator, yeah. about this. Senator, my, my reputation I wish you would join been... us in calling for an FBI investigation for one week you, to you... clear or confirm some of these when... allegations. When you say a week delay, do you know how long the last 10 days have been? For yeah, us, probably an eternity. But yeah. in the Judge Thomas confirmation yeah, for us, hearing, every day, it's a four-day delay. Every day. It's been a lifetime, and and you know, yeah, and, and it's been investigated, and all four witnesses say it didn't happen, and they've said it under penalty of felony, and I've produced my calendars, which show, uh, you know, a lot. That's a very that's important evidence, and you act like I mean, every, ten, the last ten days, I asked for a hearing the day after the allegation. Uh, before I call on Senator Lee. I want to emphasize something here that 
talking about doing something without enough time. We had 45 days between July 30th and September the 13th, I believe it is, when we could have been investigating this. And in regard to this candidate, if you take the average of 65 to 70 days between the time that that a person is announced by the president and the Senate votes on it is about 65 to 70 days. And here we are at about 85 to 90 days. So there's plenty of time put in on this nomination. Senator Lee, oh no, wait a minute, I got one other thing I want to do. <laughs> Everybody else has been putting letters in the, in the record. I have a letter here from 65 women who knew Judge Kavanaugh between the years 79 and 83, the years he attended Georgetown Prep High School. These women wrote to the committee because they know Judge Kavanaugh and they know that the allegations raised by Dr. Ford are completely, totally inconsistent with his character. These 65 women know him through social events and yep. church. Many have remained close friends with him. Here's what they say, uh, partly quoting the letter, quote, through the more than 35 years we've known him, Brett has stood out for his friendship, character, and integrity. He has always treated women with decency and respect. That was true in high school, and it remains true to this day. In closing, they wrote, Judge Kavanaugh, quote, has always been a good person. So without objection, I put it in the record, Senator Lee. Judge Kavanaugh, you've been cooperative at every stage of this investigation, both your background investigation and the investigation conducted by this committee. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. It's also correct that you yourself do not control the FBI or when it conducts an investigation. You are a nominee. You're not tasked with the job of deciding who, when, whether, or how conducts an investigation. That, that's correct. But at every moment when either we or, or, or prior to the committee taking jurisdiction over at the FBI has asked you questions, you've been attentive and you've been responsive. Isn't that right? That's correct. Throughout my career. I have colleagues today who have repeatedly asked for an FBI investigation. And there are some ironies in this. Ironies that, that uh, ascend at least two levels. In the first place, at least one of my colleagues, at least one of them, had access to this information many, many weeks before anyone else did, had the ability, and I believe the moral duty and obligation, to report those facts to the FBI, at which point they could have and would have been investigated by the FBI. And that could have been handled in such a way that didn't turn this into a circus. But they didn't. One that has turned your life upside down and that of your family and the life of Dr. Ford and her family upside down. I consider this most unfortunate, given that this was entirely within the control of at least one of my Democratic colleagues to do this. The second level of irony here is that while calling repeatedly for an investigation by the FBI, an investigation over which you have no ability to control, by the way, an investigation you have no authority to call for, while calling for an investigation, we're in the middle of a conversation that involves questions to you. And so I ask my Democratic colleagues, if you have questions for Judge Kavanaugh, ask him. He's right here. If Under that's oath. really what you want is the truth, ask him questions right now. If you have questions of other witnesses, then for the love of all that is sacred and holy, participate in the committee investigations that have been going on as you have not been participating with the committee staff investigating the outside witnesses. If someone really were interested in the truth, this is what they would do. They would participate in the investigation and when we have 
a committee investigation, a committee hearing with live witnesses, they would talk about that rather than something else they wish they were having in front of them. If what they want is a search for the truth, then now is their choice. If, on the other hand, what they want to do is delay this until after the election, which at least one of my colleagues on the Democratic side has acknowledged, then that might be what they would do. Finally, I want to point out that there is significant precedent from our former chairman of this committee, Chairman Joe Biden. During the Clarence Thomas hearings nearly three decades ago, Chairman Biden <laughs> made some interesting observations about FBI oh, reports and their role in it, this process. Here's what he said, quote, the next person who refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. The FBI explicitly does not in this or any other case, reach a conclusion, period, period. Those are his dual periods, not mine. I continue the quote. The reason why we cannot rely on the FBI report, you would not like it if we did, because it is inconclusive. So when people wave an FBI report before you, understand they do not. They do not. They do not reach conclusions. They do not make, as my friend points out more accurately, they do not make recommendations. In other words, the role of the FBI is to flag issues. Those issues have been flagged. Sadly, in this case, they were flagged not as they should have been, not in the timing in which they should have been. And therefore, they couldn't have been addressed in, in the manner that would have preserved a lot more dignity for you, for your family, and for Dr. Ford and her family. They were instead held out until the final moment. I consider that most unfortunate, and for that, on behalf of this committee, I extend to you my most profound sympathies and my most profound I want to see sympathies to Dr. Booker Ford and her family as well. Because Kavanaugh is going to eat them alive. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, uh, since we don't have enough slots for everyone, can I have the last minute of Senator Lee so that Senator Kennedy can be recognized? Judge, um, we did 38 hours in public with you. Did we have any private hearings with you? Uh, yes. Uh, was that a fun time for you? When people, when senators could ask questions that are awkward or uncomfortable about potential alcoholism, potential gambling addiction, credit card debt, uh, if your buddies floated you money to buy baseball tickets, did you enjoy that time we spent in here late one night? Uh, I'm ha always happy to cooperate with the committee. <laughs> That's charitable. Um, were you ever asked about any sexual allegations when we had that time in here with you alone? No. Did the ranking member Only already the have camera. these allegations for, I guess this would have been September 6 or 7, and the letter was written on July 30th? A, uh, a recommendation was made by the ranking member or her staff to uh, Dr. Ford, and by the way, I think Dr. Ford is a victim, and I think she's been through hell, and I'm very sympathetic to her. Um, but. Did the ranking member's staff, did we hear today, make a recommendation to hire a lawyer and she knew all of that? And yet we had a hearing here with you and none of these things were asked. But then once the process was closed, once the FBI investigation was closed, once we were done meeting in public and in private, then this was sprung on you. I just wanna make sure I have the, the dates correct, right? Because we got 35 plus days from all the time that this evidence was in the hands Recommendations were made to an outside lawyer. You could have handled all this. We could have had this conversation in private in a way that didn't not only do crap to his family, but do all... I yield my time. Thank Trying to see if he could do math about 35 days. That was a little bit of a question. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Uh, good afternoon, Judge Kavanaugh.
Uh, as a federal judge, you're aware of the jury instruction, falsus in, in unibus, falsus in omnibus, are you not? You're aware of that jury instruction? Yeah, I, I am. You it, know what it means. About lying. You can translate it for me, Senator. You can do it better than I can. False in one thing, false in everything, meaning in Kind of like how you were falsely in Vietnam? We, some this of is my senator, by the way. heard many times, is told a jury that they can disbelieve a witness if they find him to be false in one thing. So the core of why we're here today really is credibility. Uh, let me talk. The core of why we're here is an allegation for which the four witnesses present have all said it didn't happen. Let me ask you about Renata Dolphin, who lives in Connecticut. She thought these yearbook statements were, quote, horrible, hurtful, and simply untrue, end quote, because Renata alumni clearly implied some boast of sexual conquest. And that's the reason that you apologized to her, correct? Uh, that's false, speaking uh, about the, the yearbook. And she, she said she and I never had any sexual interaction. So your, right. question, your question is false. And I've uh, addressed that in the opening statement. And so your question is based on a false premise and really does great harm to her. I don't know why you're bringing this up, frankly. Doing great harm to her by even bringing her name up here is really unfortunate. Well, calling someone an alumnus in that way. Well, implying what you're implying about. By a number of your football friends at the time as boasting of sexual conflict. That, that, That's the reason that I'm bringing it up. And yeah, no, it's false. You're implying that. Look what you're bringing up right now about her. Look what you're Mr. doing. Chairman, I ask that these Don't interruptions name not up. be subtracted from my time. Yeah, ask your question and then let She's a great person. She's always been a great person. We never had any sexual interaction. By bringing this up, you're just just dragging her through the mud. It's just unnecessary. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you've made reference, Judge, to a sworn statement, I believe, by Mark Judge to the committee. Is that correct? I made reference to what Mark Judge's uh, lawyer sent to the committee. Yeah, it's not a sworn statement, is it? Uh, under penalty of felony? Well, it's a statement signed by his lawyer, Barbara Van Gelder. It is six cursory and conclusory sentences. Are you saying that that is a substitute for an investigation by the FBI? or some interview by the FBI under oath? Under penalty of felony, he said that this kind of event didn't happen and that I never did or would have done something like that. As a and federal judge, you always want the best evidence, don't you? Senator, he has said, and all the witnesses present, look at Ms. Kaiser's statement. She's, she's Dr. Let me, let me move on to another topic. You've testified to this committee this morning this afternoon, quote, this whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election, fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, 
revenge on behalf of the Clintons and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. Is it your testimony that the motivation of the courageous woman who sat where you did just a short time ago was revenge on behalf of a left-wing conspiracy or the Clintons? Senator, I said in my opening statement that she preferred confidentiality, and her confidentiality was, was destroyed by the actions of this committee. Let me ask you this. In a speech that you gave at Yale, you, you described, quote, falling out of the bus onto the front steps of the Yale Law School at 445 a.m. I wasn't, and I wasn't describing me. I organized, to, Senator, Senator, let me finish here, please. I organized a uh, third year end of school party for 30 of my classmates to rent a bus to go to Fenway Park in Boston, which was about a three hour trip. I bought all the tickets. You and I have discussed that before. Uh, I bought all the baseball tickets. I rented the bus. I organized the whole trip. We went to Fenway Park. Roger Pitt Clemens was pitching for the Red Sox. This idiot we had a is great reaching time. on Kavanaugh. George Brett was playing third base for the Royals. Actually, he was playing left field that night. And he and we went to the game and got back, and then we went out. It was a great night of friendship. I, I apologize for interrupting, Judge, but I need to finish the quote before I ask you the question. I wasn't the talking about ends. Okay, well, the uh, quote ends that you tried to, quote, piece things back together end quote, to recall what happened that night. Meaning? I know what happened. Well, you... Uh, Judge, let it, let, uh, will you quickly answer your question, then I'm going to let him answer I know what I know what happened that I'll night. I'll finish asking my question. Was, Please, go ahead, but do it quickly. Doesn't that imply to you that you had to piece things back together? You had to ask others what happened that night? No. It, okay, you, you take your time now and answer the question. Yeah. Then Senator Craig. Uh, definitely not. I know exactly what happened that night. It was a great night of fun. I was so happy that it was great camaraderie. Everyone looks back fondly on the trip to Fenway Park. And then we went out together, a group of classmates, and I know exactly what happened the whole night. And I'm happy. Judge, do you, be do you believe Anita Hill? Senator, Senator Crapo. Uh, Senator Crapo. Senator Crapo. Are you kidding me? Anita Thank you, Hill? Chairman. And uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, first, I want to get into this whole question that's been bandied back and forth here almost endlessly today about uh, the FBI investigation process. Um, Folks, this is a sham. This is this is crazy that we're going through this right now. It's I mean, it's insane that we are time and time again. I mean, look, the Democrats keep asking, what was the FBI investigation? What's the FBI investigation? We want this. We, guess what? You had the chance for seven weeks to call an FBI investigation. You didn't do it. You didn't do it for political reasons. I don't know why, but you didn't do it. The FBI could have done something. And you know what? Actually, the FBI did look into it, and they said, we're not taking this case. The four people that Ford says were there say they weren't there or say it didn't happen. This is, that, that's not the basis. That an investi any reasonable investigator wouldn't take this on because there's not enough evidence to figure it out. There's... I, I don't understand, folks. I, I am. I hope everybody at home is as pissed off as I am.
that this circus has been allowed to go on. I mean, this is destroying a man's life. I went through this. I went through this myself during my resignation because I was dragged through the mud, comments taken out of context. Some were rude, but I was made out to be someone that I'm not, and I'm so sympathetic to Kavanaugh here. I'm, I, I have been through it. My family has been through it, and it is disgusting. It is just absolutely appalling that this is what our government has come to. The Democratic Party is moralist and baseless. I am, I am terrified. If, if we don't throw the Democrats completely out of government almost, or at least the ones that partake in this, after this hearing, if we don't have a single Democratic vote for Kavanaugh, I am I'm going to be shocked. Because I think he is a fair and just man. I think it is clear that Ford's testimony is not credible, not real. And it is it is so terrible, and I feel so bad for him. But they have, you know, these Democrats have convicted him on the, on the basis that that they don't like Trump. Not, it doesn't matter if it was Kavanaugh. It doesn't matter if it was someone else. They would have been accused of this or that or whatever. Wait, till, you think this is bad? Wait till the third one. But here's the thing. If he does not get confirmed, if Kavanaugh does not get confirmed out of this, Mark my words, the attacks on the next person will be worse because they know they can get away with it. I'm going to leave you with this. Based on what I've seen today, I believe Kavanaugh. I believed him before going in, and I thought Ford was a sham before. Now, after listening to everything with an open mind, I still think the same outcome. And I think there needs to be an FBI investigation into Kavanaugh's claim, or sorry, into Ford's claims after he is confirmed. Because if she is found to be lying, which I believe she is, she needs to go to jail. And if she rolls on people, give her the deal. Find the people who are responsible for this because we can't allow this to happen in America anymore. It's tearing our country apart. It's tearing families and people and, and communities apart. It's disgusting. Make sure, folks, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, at Carl Higby, this is the Carl Higby Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We will be following this more next time on the Carl Higby Show. Don't go anywhere. The ranking member's staff uh, helped to helped uh, Dr. Ford to retain the Katz law firm on uh, sometime between August or July 30th and August 7th. So I just wanted you to clarify one more time: in the meeting that you had two weeks or more later, this issue was not raised with you. The issue was not raised. All right. Thank you. My time is up. We'll take a five-minute break now.